What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Apex Podcast, where everything come off the top of the head, and sometimes we just don't keep you wanting more, hunting for more. And so, yeah, this is what we about to do today. I'm excited because over some time, I've been tagged on Instagram by this person, like, yo, can you see my work? Can you see my work? And I finally seen the work, and I started liking it. Then I gave her a follow, and then we started this crazy idea of, like, getting the world together on Zoom. And when we started getting this world together on Zoom, she ended up coming in the Zoom and became friends with everybody in there. And as I got to know her story a little bit, it, it intrigued me because now I get to see the person every Thursday, but then I also get to understand the person every Thursday. And so I thought, why not share her story as a barber? So I'm going to bring her into the room right now so you guys can get a nice little dose of what I've been learning about Katie. So as I bring in, please welcome Katie Perverich. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up? Yo, it's like we got a whole bunch of people in this room, right? But it's just me and you. You know what I mean? You heard the hand claps. Every crowd goes wild. But yeah, it's just us. Right. See, in my head, I'm with a bunch of people. I'm just preparing myself for like future endeavors. Hey, that's all that matters right there. Right. That's all that matters. <laughs> so with your name, I know I probably jacked up your last name. So I'm going to just give out your Instagram name so people can go follow you right now. I know most people on podcast wait to the end. I'm going to get it out the way now because I want them to see what you're what you're about, you know, early on. So your Instagram handle is tapered love. Explain that to me. Why did you choose at tapered love as your Instagram handle? So, um, as you were just stumbling over my last name, that used to be my Instagram name. So it was K and then Pikerich, which is spelled like Pajkirk. It's Croatian. It's, it's pretty crazy. So nobody could really follow my stuff. And I was getting into, um, more so like the barber side of things coming from the cosmetology world. And I didn't know what the difference between like a taper and a fade was really. And so like when I found out, I thought I was like big shot, big shot. <laughs> so I'm doing like, I'm working, doing really bad haircuts and I'm just like trying to practice my craft one day at a time. So I learned how to fade by doing a taper. Um, I learned nice. how to do clipper over comb by doing trimmer over comb. So it's like kind of just like starting small. Uh, type meaning for me and I needed a new Instagram name and that was really all I could come up with <laughs> yeah I, I definitely I definitely threw your name all the way to the wall and back and still didn't get it right I have just never seen letters that go together this way so I'm intrigued by it you know what I mean it's weird it's weird <laughs> for sure I have a couple tattoos that are in Croatian and I don't know it at all so I made sure that it was correct because my dad understands it I'm like, but if you speak it to me, I have no idea. You have no clue what's going on, right? No. <laughs> now that's hilarious. Well, let's let's dive in it a little bit. So tell tell me where where well not just me, but tell everybody where are you from? I know you said Croatia. That's your yes, that's your lineage. But where are you from? Um. So I was born in New Jersey, but I really turned one in Florida. Um. So. Originally South Florida, I was down in Parkland and then I did all my growing up in this really small town on the water it's called Stewart, Florida. If you know where West Palm Beach is, it's like 30 minutes north of there. 
Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So now I'm living in um, Orlando. It's two hours uh, north, but it's not that far. But Stewart is like wicked small. It's just like locals. If you stay there, you don't really do too much. Um, people, you know, aren't really goal oriented. They're really comfortable kind of with, with that life. It's beautiful. And there's beautiful people there. I'm not talking down on it cause I love it. <laughs> and I feel like I'm home every time I'm there, but I couldn't, I couldn't grow there. Yeah. You know, I think in life we all go through situations where sometimes we have to move because it's like the fish tank analogy that I always speak of that sometimes you're, you're in this tank which is your community or your surrounding area, and you can't necessarily grow anymore. You, there's no more oxygen there in that spot for you. And so it, it's, it's hard to want to just up and move and go to a new area so that you can continue to grow. But that's what it's all about, growth and success. And you, you've definitely, I've been, like I said, I've been watching you for a minute and been able to see how much work you put into it and, and all the things that you're trying to accomplish. It's amazing to just be able to watch your journey through social media and now get to know you on a personal level through, you know, our Zoom calls. But, you know, tell me, tell me some of the things that uh, in life has challenged you. I know you, you know, I know your story, but the people listening might not know it. So please, you know, share your story a little bit with us. Um, so there's been plenty of challenges and I would say I was to blame for all of them. Um, you know, all my perspective and everything like that, just as I've learned and like grown from all my experiences. Um, but, uh, I kind of, I started out, um, really insecure. So my mom, she traveled Monday through Friday. She really embodied like what a hard worker was like, she's the breadwinner. Like she doesn't need anything. So I have always, you know, held myself to like a really high standard. Yeah. Um, but I was also lazy at the same time. So like I had everything that I wanted to do and I knew that I should do, but I wasn't putting in the work and then I wasn't seeing that either. So I was just beating myself up type of thing. And um, growing up, I was really overweight. So uh, by the time I was 15, I ended up at 320 pounds. And I was just like really down in the dumps. Like I could lose weight, but I couldn't keep it off and everything like that. I didn't really have a problem with bullying because I've always been super nice to people, just super funny, outgoing kind of never really took things too personal because, you know, I hated myself enough. I didn't even listen to what other people said. Right. And, um, so with that being my case, me just, you know, being really just battling depression from a young age, um, uh. I ended up getting a non-alcoholic fatty liver, so I couldn't lose weight anymore. Um, my mom presented me with the opportunity to get a mini gastric bypass and so I had that procedure done at 15 years old and right then I like immediately people started treating me different, um, because I was thinner and everything like that. And in my head, I was the same person. So I got almost like you would think that people would get happier after losing weight, you know? Right. And that is totally a myth. You're only happy if you're happy. Yeah. And I then was taking things personal. You know, I was like, listen, like these people don't know me. And I was just, I was being rude to myself, rude to others. So, um, so you basically went from being heavyweight and happy to yeah. getting the opportunity to have a gastric bypass at such a young age where, 
you know, I think the the ways of school, you know, people make fun of people and people start to show you actual like love and be cool with you, but you weren't in or happy. So it made you have right. a, have a negative reaction to this love that you were getting. Um, it, it's pretty crazy that, you know, you say something like that because most people would think like it's the total opposite. Now you're going to be able to be, you know, in smaller size clothes. You're going to be out to the world. You're going to be happy. And in your case, it was total polar opposite. Um, tell me, what what was that feeling like when you went into that depressed stage over something that most people would think would be, uh, you know, a, a great opportunity. I didn't realize it at the time. I, I was so young. I didn't really understand, uh, my feelings and myself, but I knew that I was very, very angry. And, um, so told me that I was like an addict. So, like I, you know, I was addicted to food. So then I was addicted to, you know, negative, uh, talking to routines were just really negative And I didn't realize that. Um, but did that like transition, it was pretty shocking and it was really fast for me. Um, so I was, it, it was kind of like, honestly, all a blur. Cause I immediately then went into alcohol at like 17. And wow. then, at, then I really threw my life away after that. So wow. I went, I literally went from one addiction to the next because I really didn't understand how to handle that transition. Wow. And it was all like, I, if I, I didn't really understand people. So kind of the feedback that I was getting, maybe it was good, but I took it as it was bad. Like people were giving me good attention, but I was like, in my head, I was like, I should have gotten this the whole time. It's right. my heart that matters, and like you think it's just how I look, and so I was offended, really. Yeah, so the being offended inside made you turn to alcohol because now you had to drink it away to figure out because you were you were fighting yourself basically. You were trying to figure out why didn't people like you like this before, and now they like you, and it's like you you know they're they were probably actually proud of you, and you just never knew it. You know what I mean? So that's right. That, that's that's crazy to to get to get that perspective. And I'm sure, you know, that there's somebody that's listening to this right now that's probably in the same spot, maybe battling a, a food addiction, because that's what it sounded like you had at first is a food addiction. But then on top of the food addiction, you went to oh, yeah. alcohol addiction. You know, and so I know it's people out there that's battling that. So just a quick thing, what would you tell somebody? that has that had to go through those same addictions like you went through? I would just say like, kind of, you said it the other day on your podcast or on um, Zoom is kind of be feed off. You know what I mean? Things that I were just explaining, it was all things about myself. I was being very selfish. I was eating over my own feelings. I was drinking over my own feelings, but I knew that I had a greater purpose of like helping other people. And so once I kind of let myself go for a minute and I realized that I am doing good, I am a good person. I am smart. I am strong. I'm not what these things that I'm telling myself, maybe because I heard it once or twice, but I hear so many good things that I'm totally disregarding. Wow. So really hold on to the you have and 
if you are in that position and you are battling something and you feel like you don't have a way out, like you have to start small. It's not, things aren't going to happen. You're not going to see change overnight. But if you, if you literally just work on perfecting each day and just like, like just really reading your feelings and like being in tune with yourself during that single day, it should help you as you know, as much as it helps. Okay. That's, Thank you for sharing that with the people because, like I said, I know it might be some young girl listening to this that was in your same position. I know it might be some adults that's in your same position or were in your same position. So that's thank you for sharing that and opening up. You know, um, my next question to you is, what was some of the best resources that helped you along your way in life? Um. I would say that I really, you know, found my higher up, um, when I started AA, you know, I wasn't really, uh, one to go to church much as a kid. My mom didn't like make us go or anything like that. And then, um, I started AA. I was in that for a year while I was drinking and those people really helped me. And when I got sober, I really relied on like the stories and how easy they looked at life. Um, so like for me, I really observe people. So I would say just kind of, you know, forgetting about myself, really diving into like my clients and everything like that working is what has helped me so, so, so much. Um, finding like who inspires me just by like things that they do in their daily routine, like somebody who I work with, like just how she handles things, you know? So I look forward um, always to like learning something new. Um, I would say books help me a lot. Drawing helped me a lot. I'm like really artistic in those ways. Um, I was running like 11 to 12 miles every morning and then I would just cut hair and I just always filled my time. I'm not good with downtime. Did you just say you ran 11 to 12 miles a day? I could not handle anything. So that's all I did. I was like, all right, you're going to go to the second bridge and then you're going to turn around. And then I got to that second bridge and I was like, you can go a little bit more. And then I was like, wait, you still got to go back. So then I, you know, I'd go farther and farther every single day. And then I, I got up to that much. So it sounds like you're a goal setter because you absolutely, you set a goal, you hit that mark, but then it was like, okay, this is not good enough. Not I got I got to go a little bit further. And you know, if some, I can, I will. Yeah. And, and that's something that to me is, is amazing because I heard something a couple of weeks back where they said that your mind doesn't understand what your body can take. So whatever you tell yourself, you're able to perform, outperform that. And so that's kind of what that, what you just shared with us just brought back to me is that you, you set these goals, but now you like to, let's keep going. And then you had that one thought like, oh, I might be going too far because I do got to turn around and go back. But, you know, kudos to you for running those miles. Uh, I haven't did that since I was in <laughs> junior high school and it was timed and it was only a mile. So I'm, I'm cool on all that extra activity. Of I'm running. not fast. No, but I can go far. Yeah. See, that's, that's cool. You don't have to run fast. It's not a sprint. Yep. It's a marathon. You just got to be able to get it done, you know, and that's what you've been able to do by goal setting and, and setting your standards on yourself in a different way, in a positive way yeah. to continue to yeah. push that journey. So that's what's up. Kudos to you. I'm, you know what? Matter of fact, let me give you a hand clap for that. You know what I mean? Thank that's what you, you need. Thank you. What? Yeah, give, Thank you a little, you give you a little hand clap <laughs> for that. All right. So 
Now, let's, let's get into some funny stuff real quick, because that was a little serious opening, so people can kind of get to understand who you are. But yeah. ain't nobody else listening right now. What's your favorite cuss word? What if Doris does hear this? She's going to hear it, but ain't nobody listening right now. So, it's, so I can say anything. You could say anything. It's the Apex podcast where we come off the top of the head. So go ahead. I would say... Fuck. Because you can say it so many different ways. <laughs> you say like fuck, like I just stubbed my toe, or yeah. like you can say it weird, like you can say it however you want. And it seems like that that word is magical because a lot of words can go up in front of that or behind that. So it feels good coming out too, especially de- depending on any of the feelings. Right. It's just it's just one of those. It's like an exhale. It fits. Yeah. It's like it's like an exhale. That might be one of my favorite like the words. the grooming too. spray. It's kind of good for everyone. Yeah, you know, I like how you, I like that. I like that little Maverick toss in. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, on a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? I thought about that question for so long. So that's how I know that I'm weird. Because, well, people say that, like, the conversations, if you talk to yourself, that you're more like intelligent. And I was talking to myself a lot for that. So I, I think that I'm <laughs> weird, but I think it can be appreciated. Hey, you know, sometimes we got to talk to ourselves because the people that we look to talk to sometimes don't necessarily talk to us. So I only got myself. So that's, you know? Hey, as long as you don't answer yourself, you're totally fine. I'm, I'm rocking with right. you talking to yourself, you know, and you probably done said your favorite cuss word a lot while talking to yourself. Fuck. Yeah, right there. Boom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now tell me. All right, if we if we had to say, you know, I know you told me before you're a little OCD. So would you been a little a little or was I wrong? Is it a lot of OCD or a little? Do you want to like see my room? <laughs> that means it's a lot of OCD. When somebody offers you to see their room, that means their room is either spotless or it's just really, really organized. So with that being said, which one do you clean first? Your room, your car, or your desk? I would go with my car because I'm going to feel like I worked out and everything like that. And that's going to get me like encouraged maybe to clean my room and my desk and my desk is going to be probably in my room because my bank account ain't set up to where I can just have this luxury, all these rooms <laughs> with all these desks. So I would clean those at like the same time. And then after I would totally get down with snacks and Seinfeld. Okay. Snacks and Seinfeld. I like it. I like it. Okay. So now we done covered some funny stuff. We done covered some serious stuff, but now let's, let's, Let's get back to like you as a person, because I think sometimes on Instagram, everybody thinks that we're all like superhuman because we cut hair and some of our work is amazing and we get to do certain things at certain levels. But nobody really likes to talk about what they're not really good at. So share with me something that you're not really good at. So people know that we're all human beings, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely learning uh, at a lot of things. I would say that I'm not, I don't know. That's really hard. Um, I feel like on Instagram, some people think like that I'm faking either how thankful I am or like, you know, I send a lot of like those messages and I always think that like 
people get annoyed with them. So I would say I'm not really good at taking, um, the good advice and like the good kudos. Well, I've said that before, you know? So I would say I still struggle with that a little bit. Um, like me being like, Oh, that wasn't good enough. Or like that. I'm judging myself. Right. And when people are telling me good things. Right. Okay. Well, it's hard to, to, you know, accept when people come to you and give you praises. Cause like you, I, I put out quotes on my Instagram and I didn't know how people would take to that because they look at me for what I do with my skill set, with my hands, but also, too, it's what you do with your heart. And sometimes people don't need to just look at haircuts. They need to be inspired, motivated, or just uplifted um, in a positive light, you know. And so, you know, stay stay doing that. Keep putting out that positivity. Keep pushing that line um, because that's important. Now, I do have a question for you because I, I drive and I look around a lot at billboards. And I always wonder, like, what if somebody I know had a billboard? What would be that one thing that they'll put up on that billboard? And so I'm asking you, if Katie had her own billboard, where would that billboard be and why? It would, where would it be? Yeah, you would drive by it. So it'd be like, I don't know, on one of the busiest roads so the most people could see it. Okay, bet. <laughs> and um, it would probably be like some type of picture that would make like people laugh, but that would be like the background and then it would just simply say breathe on it. And hopefully people would actually like read deep into that short, just message, you know, just breathe. Think about the photo. Um, I took, um, meditation and yoga while I was in college. I didn't do much of college, but I did do that. (laughs) And so I learned how to kind of meditate on one thing. And that really helps you be present in the moment and feel, like the world isn't on your shoulders. And I know for me, I white knuckle when I drive because I'm always like making my to-do list. Like I'm doing everything in the car that I, I, but I'm also driving. I need to be present. I need to be driving and enjoy my life, you know? Yeah. Turn on some good music, turn on some good music and just roll. What, what? Or the podcast or this podcast. Yeah. Or this podcast, some good music, whatever you choose. But yeah, you know, something else I heard be, be where your feet are. You know, a lot of people take, take uh, that for granted. We are in a technology filled world where we just always in our phones and we're never present in, in the moments of life. And so I think a lot of us has let, have let life pass us by because we're walking around with our head down. And so, you know, I, if I could encourage anybody, it's like, be where your feet are, be present there. And, and uh, one thing for me, I was never really good with like a calendar and having to schedule things. But now I'm starting to see the benefit of really putting things in the calendar. Not only does it give you uh, like, it makes you do it, but it also helps organize and be able to use your time efficient, you know? And and with time, I know some of us have been through a lot. Yourself, you know, opening up earlier in the podcast talking about, you know, your addiction to food to then alcohol. But let's talk a little bit about this year. What's been your biggest failure in the last year? And why do you think that has happened? <clears throat> My... I only, I really only think it's a failure if you didn't learn from it. And I learned from every single thing, um, that I've done. 
So I wouldn't say that I failed at really, um, it was actually a really good year for me. I, you know, have had the opposite outlook on the whole pandemic and everything like that, even though it was the hardest times, even worse than the alcohol and the food addiction that I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. You know, I'm out on my own. I just lost a couple people like, you know, they're now watching over me just, you know, one after the other, my parents, it was a lot. So you gained a lot of angels. Right. And, but I also, you know, worked really, really hard to, to, you know, I, I saw what was going on and I didn't take anything for granted. So I got my barbering license. I finished school. I quit a job that I loved because I wanted to teach that job back. Everything came full circle. And, you know, and then I, I'm like how you were just talking about the calendar is not good at kind of setting that up. And so I was really, you know, becoming like this adult in in my head. Like, I'm like, okay, I need to do a calendar. I need to write down how much I'm spending every day because girl, you're going to be broke. But so I got better at it and there was like so much going on. Like, so I don't know. I can't really think about the failures because I have too much gratitude for this last year. It was really good for me. That's what's up. Well, that that's even better than the failure because why focus on the failure? But one thing I can tell you about failure, failure, it, it makes you strong. It makes you strong. You know, uh, Oh yeah. you know, I always tell people if you never suffered defeat, I mean, your soul is weak because how can you learn how to win if you never knew how to lose? You know? And- yeah. Well, I started teaching that year. So you can say I failed a lot. You know, <laughs> I did a lot of new things. So I definitely failed, but I learned from all of them. I could tell a lot of embarrassing stories <laughs> about the last couple of years. Uh, well, give us one. Give us one embarrassing story. Um, okay, so... Uh, okay, I was trying to get a job at Floyd's. Uh-huh. And I was also uh, signing up for barbering school. Okay. So I was moving from Stewart, you know, doing the whole 12 miles a day thing and moving back up to Orlando, trying to get it all done in like two weeks. Cause I'm like, Katie, you're not doing anything working at sport clips. Got to do something. So I was like, let me mess up my life a little. So I drive up to Orlando. I do, um, the whole signing up for school at 9am. Then I have an interview at 10am at Floyd's and they call me back. They're like, Oh, it's a technical. And I'm like, well, I don't have a model. So, <laughs> and so I just was like, okay. And I, Went into the mall, found a model. Uh, he was waiting for the bus. The first person said no, so that was embarrassing. And, but nobody knows besides me and that person, and now everybody listening. <laughs> but um, then the second person, he said yes. And he was like super, it was, I don't want to judge anybody, but it was an interesting couple hours of my life. You know, I shaved <laughs> my first neck. I was faking it all. And, um, so we get back to the mall. Cool. Uh, two weeks later, I moved back up uh, and I start school. I got the job at Floyd's. And as I'm walking into my first day back at Paul Mitchell, I hear, hey, Kate, first of all, my name is Katie. Like, <laughs> don't call me Kate. And, and I look and it's Liam Hennessy and the guy who I took to be a model. And so now I see him all the time. I work at this school. I went to that school, the one I used for the model, and all I hear is, hey, Kate, 
all the time. <laughs> well, hey, at least it worked out for you. It got you a job it and you got good. into school. You know what I mean? So speak a, a little bit about teaching. Like what, what made you get into teaching? Because for me, I'm a teacher as well. And I love education, but I think some people get education confused and they think that education comes with a big, big like reward as far as money. And it's not when I, I feel like personally, education comes with the big reward of watching somebody else be able to grow. So we're kind of like the, the soil throwers. You know, we help people find the good soil to plant their seeds in, and we have to be the one to throw that soil. So what kind of got you into educating and, and why? Um, so when I was in cosmetology school, um, Haley Holland, you probably know her. Um, she, she was one of my teachers and all my teachers, they just the ease that they did things with, like they could handle a hundred different things at one time. And I was not like that. So it was really inspiring, um, for me for, from that aspect. And then once I graduated from Paul Mitchell, I was like, wow, I, cause I, I'm the type that I kind of need, you know, that structure and that, you know, constant positive, because I'm not like, I don't want to call Paul Mitchell weird or anything like that, but I'm not like a Disney person. Like I'm really just relaxed and stuff like that. So I need that because I don't put it out. And so it's easy for me to kind of get out of my shell there and stuff. And so I, I literally like just kind of became obsessed with it. And then I went back for my barbering license. And when I was back for my barbering license, I, you know, I was teaching myself how to cut men's hair for the last, uh, like two years. So I was, you know, in my head, I was studying educators to learn. And so I really kind of like just liked that journey, but not like from the Instagram side of things. Like I saw it, you know, firsthand and I was doing like research about it. I did like that too. But then when I actually started, that's when I realized how much it actually meant to me because growing up, I volunteered a lot and I always knew that I wanted to give back. And then with drinking, one of the things is making amends and giving back and fulfilling your purpose. And my purpose is to make anything and everything that I can better. And so I can do that through hair. You know, I help people learn hair. Yes. But I would say that's like 20% of my job. Like I really like connect with people. I, I kind of am who I'm talking to. I really observe the person. I, I do whatever I can for them. And I learn from them and try and help them grow. It's really fun to watch people on their journey and somebody telling me, thank you for like doing something from them is just like, it's definitely not about the money. You know, I would love to be in the barbershop like all day, every day. Um, I'm there as much as I can during the week to just, you know, relieve any stress, do my hobby. Here's like connecting the dots for me. But right when I go into that school, no matter how bad of a day I had, I always leave like on this, like super high, better than any drink I've ever had. So it's, I'll never stop teaching no matter what I'm teaching. 
it's awesome. That's that's what I love to hear because it is important to give back to others, and I think that's what we do it for. And I want people to understand that it's not about the money always. Sometimes it's about the heart, and you definitely got the heart, and you show it on your Instagram. You show it Thursday nights on Zoom. You show it, you know, just through your posts and everything. So before we get out of here, I got a, I got a couple more questions for you. One word that describes you. I would say strong-minded and I'm going to tell myself that I believe that as well because out of all the things that I have done, I've proven that I am strong-minded, but I still, uh, there's, you know, those few seconds where I kind of all doubt myself, but I know that I am and I'll continue to push that. That's, uh, you know, that's something that most people I hope caught because you said that you're strong-minded but the most important part of that was that you said you believe that. Most of us don't believe in who we are. Most of us don't believe we could get somewhere out of life because people always try to knock you for being you or they try to knock you down for wanting to get to where you think you deserve in life or where you deserve to be in life. So that's awesome that you said that you believe that about yourself because as long as you keep waking up every day and telling yourself what you believe in yourself, you're going to always accomplish anything that you set out for. Um, that, so, yeah, to me, that's, that's great, you know. And the last question, I know that we talked about it as an addiction, but what is your favorite food? Like your favorite restaurant in your hometown or whatever your go-to order is at this restaurant. Tell me what that is because I'm hungry right now. I tried to go down last weekend and get it and they were closed. I, you know, this whole quarantine, that's the one thing I suffered from this quarantine <laughs> is whistle stop in Stewart, Florida, not being open. The whistle I've stop. Going, that's the name of it. The yeah. whistle stop in Stewart, Florida. The whistle stop. Shout out to it's whistle stop. It's literally like this little yellow shack on the train tracks. Oh. Like you'll shake if the train goes by. Nice. And, like while you're there. And so I get a uh, turkey sub with lettuce, mayo, onion, um, white American cheese, and they have the good Amoroso rolls. This guy's from Philly. Okay. Like, this is the only place you're going to get a cheesesteak at. Okay. He went to high school with my dad. But you have to be specific when you order the pickles because they have, like, the hamburger chips and then, like, the dill chips. So definitely dill chips all the way. Nice. Well, you know what? That sounds amazing right now. I wish I had the whistle stopped by me so I could stop by and get a little turkey turkey sub. But uh, Katie, it's been a pleasure to get a get a moment to sit down with you and interview you and get some people to hear your story and give you the platform and opportunity to tell your story. So with that being said, what's your last words of encouragement for somebody that's listening to this that might be in the might be in where you were or might be going through that right now. Give, give the people some last words of encouragement. Just be there and know that it's not permanent. Nothing is permanent. Um, you're able to let go of any embarrassing thing, anything that you did wrong, that feeling isn't going to last forever. And you can do whatever you want to do and you are deserving of anything that you want, if you can think about it and if you can think of a plan to get to it, well, I don't know why you need to sit around and think about it. Just go ahead and do it if you want it. Well, Katie, that is awesome advice. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and have this, 
conversation, you know, from the apex. You understand? So uh, please, please tell everybody where they can find you, uh, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever you want to tell them, you know, tell them where to locate you. Yeah, definitely. So um, you can follow my Instagram. It's at tapered love. And then I also just started a podcast. We just put out our first episode just like an hour ago. It's called the shoelace effect. So yeah, if you want to support me and my friend, just talking about kind of struggles of real life and everything like that, come join us. That'd be awesome. Well, that's what's up, Katie. I'm going to give you a clap out and thank you for, you know, having this conversation, man. It's really awesome to get to know you more and get to spread your love and journey with everybody else. So I'm going to clap you out right now. So it's been awesome. Thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. And y'all. Bye, everyone. <laughs> everybody stay tuned because we got some more awesome interviews coming up. Thank you for listening to the Apex Podcast. And I will check y'all and y'all check us out. So peace. Talk to y'all later.